0: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
1: Joining us now here on the show is someone who is right there on the front lines protecting our border, protecting our children and also fighting the good fight. He was in the room yesterday, by the way, uh, when all this stuff happened with Hunter Biden. He serves on the House Oversight Committee, also the House Judiciary Committee. He is a co-chair on the border panel there. My friend, Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, great to have you here on the show.
2: Thanks, Rita. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, talk, take us through first off. You wrote a, a, a great thing. I saw it on your social media post. And uh, it's the case against Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is a longstanding threat to American national security. K- explain it to everybody.
2: <laughs> well, well he's, he's a threat to national security and has been for probably 15 years because he's selling access to uh, his dad, the vice president. He's securing these bribery scams uh, all over the world uh, on behalf of the Biden crime family. I mean, so... Uh, He's he's cozying up with uh, the number two at China's Communist Party espionage apparatus. He's meeting with people, uh, you know, in Ukraine. He's getting on boards. He's facilitating the stopping of of uh, an attorney general who's investigating a company in exchange for money. I mean, these types of things. Um uh, they're all, they're all over Hunter Biden's uh, life. And so when we start talking about a documentary about Hunter Biden, let's let's hope that it, it, uh, it shows the corruption as well.-
1: You know, I, I found it despicable what he did yesterday. I thought it was so disrespectful. You've been in Congress a long time, Congressman Andy Biggs, and, and he just shows up unannounced. Thumbing his nose at the committee, and then when uh, folks on the committee start throwing questions to him, he, he runs out. Uh, wait, take us through just that moment and what everybody thought on the committee.
2: Well, I mean, of course, the Democrats knew he was coming. Let's 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 be honest there. Yeah, so, that's true. So You're we, right. Yeah, so we knew something was weird when Secret Service is scoping out the the hearing room before it starts, and then he's popping there when I come in, he's sitting on that front row with uh, his documentarian. And his attorney is like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. I hope he's here, because when I ask my questions, I know what I'm going to ask him, and I'm going to direct everything to him, which I think he found out when Nancy Mace was our first questioner, and she went right after him. And then uh, he stayed for that and, and looked really uncomfortable, quite frankly. And then, <laughs> then then Democrats get a turn, and it's back to Marjorie Taylor Green, and she goes after him. And then he, he's, fleeing, he's fleeing the scene of the crime at, the, at that point, because it was the scene of the crime. Because that's where he was supposed to come for his deposition and chose not to, which is criminal contempt.
1: Yeah, what's happening with all the uh criminal contempt? I know it went through both of your committees that you were on. And when is it going to come for a vote? Where does that stand? And will he be found in contempt? And I guess, do you have any faith? Because look what the Democrats did to Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. Fair is fair.
2: Fair is fair. I, it, so we will have a floor vote on it next week. I was hoping we'd have it on tomorrow. I'm told it's not going to happen tomorrow. Things could change, but we'll have a floor vote next week. And then the decision is where you refer it. Do you refer to the rather uh, hard left Matthew Graves, who's the U.S. attorney in D.C.? Do you refer to to Weiss, who is the special prosecutor? Um, who is already pro- who is already supposedly investigating Hunter Biden? Do you send it to Merrick Garland? All of these th- all of these have perils to them, but Merrick Garland is an interesting one because Merrick Garland uh, pro- is the guy who's basically instituting and okaying the, the prosecution of these other guys, and so maybe maybe I think he's kind of put himself in a box.
0: Does he, that put us? Does that put us in the constitutional crisis of you know who prosecutes?
2: Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a constitutional crisis. What, what the real crisis will be is if we give it to them and they don't, they don't prosecute, they should prosecute. Or if we, we actually could um, proceed to do uh, an internal uh, contempt uh, prosecution, but, but nothing much would happen there either. The, the overall crisis... Uh, This is just evidence of the overall crisis of a two-tiered system that has been weaponized for political purposes so that uh, if you're a Democrat and lefty, you're going to be protected. If you're a Republican conservative who supports Donald Trump, you're going to be prosecuted. So I wouldn't say it's the crisis, but I would say it is symptomatic of a crisis.
1: Yeah, and people are just shaking their heads. Um, Everybody, we're talking to Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, I also want to get to the border, too, because you are right there. You are always fighting the good fight to protect our country. Uh, We have one of the great supporters also uh, fighting human trafficking with us here in studio. We have Bob Unanway, the CEO of Goya Foods who is really front line and center in that fight. Uh, we also have Tanya Ramos, who is with the Monique Burr Foundation, protecting kids. Uh, human, You know, 20 percent of those who are human trafficked are kids. And so this is a big issue that we all care about deeply in the studio. Bob, do you have a question for the congressman?
0: Uh, thank you, Congressman. Yes, I, I, I saw you guys were at the border at Eagle Pass the other day, and, and there were no immigrants sh- uh, showing up because – uh, whoever's in charge directed them to another location. But, you know, I, I've been around the world as a Latino myself. Uh, and you go to countries, we're, for example, we're in the Dominican Republic. We're in other places. You look at Haiti. There is no welfare system. There's no welfare system throughout Central South America. Yet, the people who are, you know, pushing the buttons here, who are in control, which I think is part of this administration included, uh, they want us to pay for welfare for the world, bringing people from countries where there is no welfare, there is no safety net, and they want all of us, not, not the government, we, we, you know, the taxpayer, us to pay for all the welfare in the world. We, we can't take this on and survive. And, you know, I, I'm at a loss for, you know, understanding how or seeing how qu- quickly this country – is unraveling under this administration, and we got to take it back or this country's lost. Your thoughts, Congressman?
2: Yeah, I I agree with you, Bob. I think I I view us as an existential crisis. There are two crises that are existential right now, our spending level, which is unsustainable, and the border, which is absolutely um, horrific. We've never seen this in the history of of people. We've We've never seen anything like this. And if you continue with the numbers that we saw last month, if they were to be continued, and right now they're on that pace to continue that, you'd be sitting at about 5 million more new uh, illegal immigrants into the country in the next 12 months. That's unsustainable and uh, for a lot of reasons, but there, there has to be the will in Congress to force the Biden administration to bring a halt to it. And it isn't in policy because the policy, there's rules and laws in, in place now. And there's policy in place now that if it was enforced, you would actually slow this down to a trickle again. But my colleagues in Congress fail to remember that we control the purse strings. That is the check the founders gave us. And we should be telling this administration no more funding for the federal government. Let's, let's, we'll go ahead and fund the stuff that we have to fund, such as uh, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, there's promises made. But you also could fund the security apparatus. I'm talking about CBP, ICE, uh, TSA, the air traffic controllers, the, the armed forces and the vets. You force that and still you would have a, a, a tremendous amount of money, about a trillion plus, that you would be saying we're not funding another dime of that until you secure the border. And that's all of that stuff and that additional trillion is is really where uh, the Biden administration wants to live, and so you would incentivize them to actually do something on the border. Until you incentivize enforcement, you can have all the policies in the world. But this is a lawless administration, which gets to your finer point, Bob, That and they control every institution in the country right now. And since they're choosing not to follow the law, we're no longer uh, a rule of law country. And so we are in jeopardy, We, in my opinion. We are in a, an absolute existential crisis that has to be solved. And Congress has got to have the will. And I'm i am just going to tell you the truth, Rita and, and Bob and everybody. I'm not sure that my colleagues have the wherewithal to do what needs to be done to take that bitter medicine to stop what's going on.
1: Yeah, they got to protect the border. Bob, we just have a minute. Keep it uh, real quick, if we could, so we can make sure we get to this. Yes,
0: the purse strings are very important. But you have, you know, HHS, you have ORR, the Office of Refugee Resettlement, they're, uh, accelerating the, the, the people coming into this country. They're saying that the assembly line is not fast enough. And until we, we control the purse, yes, but the administration is handling this. They're controlling, they're speeding up. They're controlling who's coming into this country and, I don't think the purse strings will be able to do that. It's just bad management and, and uh, evil, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it has to be. In other words, your point, Bob, too, is also that the money that's coming in, it can't be the. We talk to border agents all the time. They don't want to be babysitters, they don't want to be quick right. processors. Uh, Congressman, um, real quick final thoughts from you.
2: Yeah, it, look, we, we, we have to push as hard as we possibly can, read it. Otherwise, it's lost. We Absolutely. have to do it right now right now.
1: Well, we appreciate you so much. Uh, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, always fighting the great fight. Thank you for joining us on such an important day, Congressman. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure being with you. Thanks. Thank you so much.